Are you ready to find out how to blaze your own trail? Welcome to the Blaze Your Own Trail podcast with your host, Jordan Mendoza. In this podcast, Jordan interviews people from around the world to find out about their journey to success. If you are looking for valuable content with actionable advice, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Jordan Mendoza. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blaze Your Own Trail podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Mendoza, and I've got a very special guest with me today. His name is Matthew Ryan, a.k.a. Matty Ice. And uh, I'm going to give him just a second to tell you a little bit about who he is and what he does, and then we will kick off the show. Beautiful. First off, thank you so much for uh, inviting me on your show. I really appreciate it. Um, I've been seeing you a lot on social media, and I know you got a great show, so I'm just happy to be here. So thank you. Um, a little bit about me. My name, like you said, is Matthew Ryan. I have a podcast up in Arizona, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, it's called The Matty Ice Show. Um, people ask, well, hey, how'd you get the name uh, Matty Ice? Well, Matthew Ryan, Matty Ice, Matthew, Matt Ryan. It just kind of happened that way. So um, here I am with, with the name. But really a, a privilege to, to interview a ton of great people in the studio. We've had guests like um, Christian Kirk um, from the Arizona Cardinals, Byron Murphy, from the Arizona Cardinals, um, Marquette King, who uh, w- was a punter in the league for a long time, and he's he's now into music and he's getting back in the league as well. But just a ton of recording artists. We had, um, you know, famous social media influencer Taylor Alicia on the show recently. She has like two and a half million YouTube subscribers. So it's been really a mix of everything. And um, you know, I've been very fortunate to to link with a lot of companies and a lot of great people. And most recently. Um, I've been talking to Rick Ross and the Bel Air family and um, Rick Ross has given me the opportunity to, to work with his company Luck Bel Air and um, I'm just really excited for that and it kind of fits my niche with who I've been interviewing and kind of what I'm looking to do in the long run of it all. So uh, that's where I'm at and uh, that's where I'm here. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, appreciate you sharing that and you know what I love to do on my show is really rewind and give the audience context into who you are as a human you know where you started where you grew up so let's take it back to the formative years say you know elementary up through high school uh where did you grow up i know it was out in illinois but give the audience you know where did you grow up what kind of kid were you were you into sports were you more into school did you play any sports yourself i'd love to hear about that so i am from vernon hills illinois which is the northwest suburbs of obviously illinois um city of chicago so you know, as a kid, I would always go up to the city of Chicago and just, you know, go shopping out there on Michigan Avenue or just, you know, go to the beaches or just hang out there, catch good food, stuff like that. But I'd say as a kid, you know, from like five years old to high school, I was kind of, uh, I was really hyperactive. You know, I've been, uh, I guess I'm ADD, you know, ADHD, ADD, but I like that about myself. You know, I'm always out there. I'm always trying to do different things. Um, but I was always that kid that was very like, just, I would say out there and always on the go, always trying to figure out something and do something. Um, I was always involved in business. I always wanted to make money. Um, from a young age, I used to make these beaded keychains, and I would make a bunch of them and I'd go to the restaurants and I'd sell them to the waitresses and the staff and the customers. It's like, I was always on my hustle. I always wanted to make money regardless of what it was. Um, I always wanted to make money, you know, just different ventures, even as a kid, it didn't matter if I was shoveling snow from all my neighbor's driveways to save it or, whatever. I just always wanted to make money. I always wanted to be something that was like really something I always noticed about myself. 
even at a younger age, it's like my hustle. You know, I always had that hustler mentality. It was just, it was, it was born in me. Um, but I was kind of a troublemaker. You know, I was like that. I was a little troublemaker. Um, I wasn't the easiest kid to deal with. I was definitely not the uh, easiest kid to deal with in high school for sure. Um, a quick funny story. I always love sharing this story about high school story is, like I said, I was a, I was a little troublemaker. I was, you know, I always pushed the limits and stuff like that up until high school, nothing crazy, but just, you know, small little things. But I remember once, um, and shout out my gym teacher, uh, Mr. Moran, this was back in high school. Everybody um, plays hacky sack outside during lunch and stuff like that. And the big pool at this high school I went to called Stevenson High School, there was a big pool and outside, you know, everybody's playing hacky sack. Well, what did I do? I ditched class, um, I ditched gym class, and I'm the idiot I am was playing hacky sack right outside the pool where the whole gym class was. So I remember um, Mr. Moran, my gym teacher, and this is like, I always remember this. He was, uh, he was an ex-Marine too. Really cool guy, but gave you that tough love. You know what I mean? Great, great. I loved going to his class, but I also knew he wasn't the guy to mess with either. And um, I remember he took me by my earlobe, literally, and walked me all the way in front of the class and all the way to my dean's office. And uh, that was just a funny story. And um, I got caught ditching class that day, but I would say after high school, I really calmed down. I really just started to focus and, and grasp life and take it more seriously for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That gives us, uh, gives us context, uh, about you. You've got a lot of energy, right. And, and, you know, sometimes you didn't use it for, for the best purpose. Right. But I think that's all of us as kids, right. We, we don't know where to put that energy exactly. and what happens when you don't put it in and you don't actually have a plan of where you want to focus it. That's when, that's when you find yourself getting dragged down the dang street by your earlobe. You know what I'm saying? But make, making the wrong decision. So, uh, yeah, shout out to your gym teacher for uh, putting that lesson into you because I'm sure that sticks with you today, right? Like, it was you're hilarious. still talking about it, you know? People still talk about it, too. Yeah. That's awesome. Hilarious. Yeah, That's awesome. Sure. So so what happened after high school? You know, you, you seem very motivated, right? You wanted, you knew you wanted to make money. So what, did you want to go to school after? Did you go to college? Or did you say, you know what, I want to go the entrepreneurial route. I want to figure out something or maybe start to work somewhere and just start to earn money on my own. Which Which one did you take? So right out of high school, I worked for um, T-Mobile and AT&T. Then I was a manager. Um, I actually started off as a sales rep, you know, in their cell phone companies. I don't know if you remember the, you know, back in the day, they had the kiosks in the mall and um, people are buying phones and everybody's hustling, trying to, you know, sell phones. There's the hustler mentality. But I started off as a sales rep, um, worked my way up to assistant manager to manager, and then I wound up managing four different locations. And this was all the way up to like 18, 20, 19, 20, 21. Um, I was doing that about four years. It wound up a lot of the stores, you know, the kiosk wound up closing. A lot of it went corporate. Um, I kind of decided that I wanted to get out of it. Um, and then what I did was in my later 20s is I started a concert promotion company called Dreams to Kings. And I was throwing, you know, big hip hop concerts in Chicago. Um, I had guys like Machine Gun Kelly, um, Twista, just a lot of different artists in Chicago I would throw concerts for. And I did that for a while. My passion has always been in music, has always been in the entertainment industry. Like my whole life, I used to DJ too. That's, you know, I used to DJ in the clubs and stuff like that, like EDM music actually. Um, but my my passion's always been in entertainment music, um, that kind of field. So I was throwing concerts, but I realized on the business side of it all, it wasn't really lucrative because it was really a gamble. Um, you don't know, uh, you know, who's, who's gonna sell out, who's really not, you know, how are the people are gonna vibe to it. So 
another story, like when I was throwing concerts, I had a Machine Gun Kelly concert I did with Twista. And this was August 9th, 2014, about six years ago. It was at the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago. And um, we sold 2,500 pre-sale tickets for it, which was crazy, really good. But unfortunately, Lil Wayne and Drake announced the concert a week after we had already done our contracts and everything. It was the same night of the Machine Gun Kelly concert. So it killed our door sales um, because everybody was going to see Little Wayne and Drake, obviously not that MGK is not a great artist, but just because that's what it is. Little Wayne and Drake, people are going to go to that ticket. So it's just a gamble, man. And I decided, you know what? That's just, it's not good. Um, putting too much money out there, not sure if I'm going to get it back or not. And this wasn't a good investment. I thought we can do other things, you know, with money at least to invest it properly. So I got out of that, um, not for me opened up a rolling paper company called Evolve Premium Rolling Papers, which did really well. It really did, it did good. I have another business too. I have a radio advertising company too. So I'm all, I'm all over the place. That's my main business. The radio advertising company is my main business. Um, we're pretty much, we just broker airtime and stuff like that. But this, uh, the Evolve you know, Premium Rolling Papers was a company that I was passionate about. The branding was ridiculous. It's federally trademarked, um, full website, full store, all that stuff. It just was a big headache for me. And I'm not the type of guy that just, I just didn't want to deal with the headaches anymore. And um, I have another business, especially with COVID and everything that's gone on now. And I have employees there and uh, heck my mom works there. Um, I had to gear my attention towards my main income and my main business. So I wound up selling my other, uh, the rolling paper business to a really good friend of mine named Armando Allen. He used to play for the Bears. Um, so I wish him nothing but the best of luck with it. He told me he's gonna make it a $3 million company. So. Uh, if that happens, I'll be I'll be a little salty, but uh, I'll uh, I'll congratulate him. But um, now I'm here, and uh, I started the Matty Ice Show about eight months ago, and you know, not to sound conceited or cocky or by any means at all, but I feel like it's taken off in a lot of ways, and um, and I say that really because my whole heart is in it. So this is my passion, just talking to guys like you, um, interviewing different people is truly my passion. And um, especially being in the entertainment, kind of dealing with, you know, athletes or influencers or recording artists, producers, writers. Heck, I had Paris Hilton's Dennis on my show. Um, it doesn't matter. So I really, really, really interested in people's stories, you know, and, and that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's what I'm focusing on right now. I love it, man. And, and there's definitely a lot to, lot to break down from what you just said, because, I mean, here you are, you're, promoting concerts for some for some big names right um and then you know you have this show get kind of ousted by some some bigger names right you know for the if you think about the masses and top 40 and and things of that i mean you're right they're gonna they're going to buy those tickets over over the other artists you had but you know like twista i've, I've been a big fan of twista since since the 90s man yeah i mean since you know the po pimpin days you know what i'm saying like those oh, like albums oh, yes, yes, yes. yeah yeah those albums were were amazing do or die, so, yep, do or die. yep um so i probably would have been i probably would be like no i'm saying at this one you know because i'm a big right. fan and i'm sure there were some loyal folks but yeah you could see how that gamble didn't pay off the way that it was supposed to and to be honest with you the concert went great he put him you can go and uh after we're off you know this pod um you can Google Machine Gun Kelly, Aragon Ballroom. It was Aragon Ballroom, August 9th. The concert was fantastic. I mean, he put on a great performance. Twista put on a great performance. Machine Gun Kelly and Twista lit up a, you know, a joint right on stage. It was, it was a great vibe. It was a cool vibe for everybody that 
was there, you know, as a concert view. Um, it just was, it, as far as the business end of it all, you know, you're hoping you can capitalize or make some money. That's the whole goal, profit. Not be in the red, be in the green, right? Um, we wound up being in the red and it was just, you know, there's some things we could have fixed maybe to control a few things, but the problem is when you're a concert promotion company and you're not a live nation, um, you're gonna get eaten alive because these companies can do that. They can get better venues, they can pay the artists more money, they can they control the game better, they can tell the artists, well, if you do that concert, we're not gonna give you these. So they can do a lot of different things to make smaller promoters, uh, to make their life, you know, much harder. So, um, but dude, right now where I'm at and meeting the artists that I've met here and the producers I've met here, and it's incredible. I mean, I was just in the studio yesterday with um, this really, very big artist named Sincerely Collins in Arizona. He actually just did um, the Phoenix Suns halftime show, their last game in the real, uh, you know, before COVID hit, he performed at halftime. And I was at his studio yesterday, just listening to his music. And just to be able to even get these invites to all these different studios that I'm being invited to, just to hear their stuff before anybody else hears it, or, um, you know, just to meet these people and hear their stories, bro. That's what that's what it is to me. Like, it's, it's incredible to, to really dabble in the scene now. I feel like now I'm really in it and um, the sky's the limit. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, a big lesson there for people that are going to listen to this episode is, you know, you had to have the self-awareness, right? You had to have that self-awareness to know that, listen, although I know this could be good and I probably could do well at it, like I, I think it's my time to get out. I think it's my time to, you know, put everything into this area right and then also you had to have the self-awareness to say you know what this business is a headache <laughs> i i'm actually not able to invest what i want into the thing that i'm most passionate about which is the show right you said it's your sport right and when i hear that like that's that's a very committed tagline because you're saying like this is it you know what i'm saying so um, I, I, I truly created that i truly mean it dude and i have a great team here um Nick Tantillo, Tantillo Productions. Um, yeah, he actually does some work for um, Bridget Case. I had Bridget Case on my podcast uh, in season one, and I know she she does some work with them, as I believe, as well. Yeah, um, I've talked to Bridget before a couple times, and uh, I think Bridget's good friends with my friend Chelsea, so just a lot of different people. But Nick is um, Nick's incredible. He's a phenomenal producer. We've been working together for all 23 studio episodes. Um, I'm just a really good guy and in the studio that, that he works out of, um, Carrie Pena, Inspired Media 360 in, in Scottsdale, she's incredible. Um, so just everybody that I've been working with out here, we got a really good team. Uh, this Friday we're, we're going to be in the studio, we're doing um, a friend of mine and I've interviewed him and we became friends after the interview, his name's Seth Bishop and his friend CJ, who they do music together. They're going to be doing a live performance and a podcast episode together. We're going to be doing that this Friday in the studio. So a lot to look forward to right now. And um, I got a couple of interviews right now that I'm that I'm working on right now. Um, I, people always say, oh, I can't say it. I just really can't say it because I don't have it confirmed yet completely. That's the only reason why. Otherwise, I would say it. Yep. I'm like that. I'll put it out there. But I really am working on some stuff right now. Um, I'm waiting for the confirms. But once I get those... I think it's going to kind of change the dynamics a little bit and people, people, you know, I'm not the easiest person to deal with. Um, but I, I, I put it out there. Like I'm trying to leverage myself in the game. I'm not doing this to just do this. 
I'm not doing this to just make a post or interview somebody. I'm literally trying to take my podcast and say, screw it, hey, me is Matty Ice, whatever you want to call it. And I'm trying to leverage myself in the game. I'm trying to be that next, that next guy, truly. So some people, you know, they take that the wrong way. Like, oh, well, look at this guy, like being cocky. You know, no, I'm not. What I'm, what I'm really trying to say is I'm gonna not even speak it to existence. Like we're gonna make it happen till it happens. I'm a big opportunity guy. If an opportunity comes my way, I'm gonna jump on it. So that's kind of who I am as a person. And that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to literally make my podcast, my platform, a place where every influencer, every artist, every athlete, wants to interview because I'm going to give them the interview that they want. I'm not looking for clickbait. I'm not looking to, to screw them over. I'm trying to build relationships. And that's what I think sets me apart from other interviewers or other people that are trying to do what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you hit it on the head. You're doing what you want, right? And what you're passionate about and what, and what you love and you're building, you're trying to build a legacy with this show, right? You don't want something that's just going to disappear after a hundred episodes and I'm no one's, get, no one's heard about it again. Right. I'm a hundred percent trying to make one thing. I want to get paid. I want to make money from this and I want to become successful from doing this. So as of right now, I realize I'm a nobody in this game, right? Um, I'm building myself up right now. Meaning like as far as am I here yet? No, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to build myself up right now and leverage myself you know, in the game, working with guys like Rick Ross. Um, I'm really tight with Antonio Brown. He's helped me out a lot. So just different people that I'm working with and, and trying to, you know, network with them and, and learn from them on how they go about their business in life and really just life. Um, and get, like I said, guys like Antonio Brown really inspire me. Um, you know, I know people have his issues with him and uh, his off the field stuff, whatever, but, you know, knowing him as a person, seeing how he conducts his business, um, it rubs off on me a lot. So it's, it's good to have mentors, right? And coaches and people that, that you can count on. So can you talk a little bit to the audience about maybe who are, who are like the number one, one and one a, or, you know, one and two in your life that, that really are, are rocks for you or a foundation for you that have helped you, um, really be able to do everything that you're doing, being supportive, being that accountability partner for you. You know, who are those people for you? So I would say, again, I'm a different kind of a breed. Um, these names might be different, but first off, I want to say somebody that really I look up to and admire and really just changed, changed a lot for me was the passing of Kobe Bryant. Um, he's somebody I always idolized. He's somebody that, I mean, I cried when he died, like literally, um, it sucked. So like, and I can say it, but he's somebody that, like I'm getting the chills even talking about him straight up because that's how much he inspires me. Um, but now that he's gone, you know, it's not somebody that, you know, somebody present right now who I really would say is my mentor or who I look up to. It depends on who I, what I look up to him for. Um, but I will say guys like Drake, um, somebody that I've been inspired by for the past 12 years. I have the owl tattooed on my chest. He's my favorite artist. Um, huge inspiration to me in so many different ways. But you know, even guys like, I, I'm gonna use him right now as an example, um, Antonio Brown. And people are gonna be like, well, yo, how can you use him as your mentor? How can you look up to him or respect him with, you know, the stuff you hear about him in the media or the stuff, you know, you hear off the field with him and stuff like that. Well, I'm saying it firsthand, you know, people don't really get to know 
the person. They hear about them on TV, they hear about them on radio, but they really don't know the whole situation or they really don't know the bottom line of what really happened or that person. And that's how I feel about, you know, Antonio and seeing how he works out, seeing how he takes care of his kids. I mean, the guy has like six kids and um, to me, he's like the father of the year. You know, he's, he's with it all, every one of his kids lives with him. Every one of them takes care of every single one of them. Um, takes him out and, you know, plays sports with him. And, and then how he conducts his business, his business, personal, his financial business is incredible. How he handles his finances is incredible. Um, how he handles his workouts. He's up every morning at five in the morning and he's not done till eight at night. So like those are the types of things I pick up from him and um, his work ethic. And I, that's what I pick up from him, work ethic. Um, guys like Drake, you know, just picking up, you know, how he inspires me and, and his music. But I'd say those two people right there are definitely big inspirations for me right now, for sure. And a lot of it with Antonio comes from just his work ethic. But, you know, all honestly, he's not a bad guy. I mean, he's really a good guy. So, and I hope people, I think this year, people will see, will see that other side to him. Um, and hopefully he thrives because I know he just got his eight game suspension. And actually, uh, Seattle was, uh, there's been rumors, so we'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, there was, there definitely was rumors that, you know, he could come to Seattle. He was working out with Russell Wilson. Um, you know, been, over there, so. Yep, yep, that's right. So now that that would be, you know, be awesome. I mean, speed kills, my friend. And, you know, you have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Antonio Brown, and, and Josh Gordon. I mean, I don't know any receiving core in the league that would be better than that. Can you believe, and I hate to say this about my team, but I'm going to say it. Can you believe we took DK or we took Andy Isabella over DK Metcalf? That was a bad Uh decision. And he, listen, he made every, he made sure every person watching knew how bad of a decision that was was. last year. Listen, I mean, listen, there were, there were plenty of teams that had the opportunity way earlier. And they, when, when you say you want to, you don't want to miss out on a guy like that. That's like a once in a lifetime guy. He's and he has he has swagger and his persona is great. He has it all. He's the whole he has the whole nine yards of it all. He's gonna be that Hollywood guy, that type of guy that just does it all. He's that guy. That's he, he looks like an action figure. He runs like an action figure, and yep. he plays like an action. You know, plays like a video game. Yep. You know, what what more do you want from a, a wide receiver? Does he you wear know? a pacifier in his mouth too? Is that what he wears in his yeah, mouth? Yeah, he yeah because he was he was the baby, the rookie. I don't know I if he'll it. do that for year two, but. That's another statement, right? He's like, I'm the baby. I <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's, uh, let's dive into a little bit about, um, you know, the show, you know, how you actually came up with that, that tagline that, you know, that this is your, your sport, right? Because again, I said earlier, that's, that's, that's a bold statement and it's, it's a commitment. So, so what went into creating that and did it just come pop in your head one day when you, you just wrote it down and then you're like, that's it. Like, Dude, how did that happen? So, literally, it kind of just popped in my head like that. And, you know, I look at, like, these athletes or, um, you know, anybody out there that's doing something. That's their sport. Like, that's that's their that's their what they're doing. Like, Christian Kirk, he's a wide receiver. That's his thing. Um, but when he came on my podcast, I let him know this is my thing. So, like, you know what I mean? Um, like, what you're doing. This is your sport, bro. Like, this is what you do. Um, so, that's kind of why – that's just my slogan. Like, this podcast is my sport. This is, like – this is what I do. Um, this is what I play. This is what I'm involved in. Um, 
so that's kind of where it came from and I just liked it and I just said I'm running with it and um that's just where it's at so I I, I use it in almost every podcast you know I, it's on all my branding you know and, and all that but uh we'll probably have some merch that comes out later it might be on some of the merch but um that's where it came from literally that's awesome top of my head that's cool and, and those are the those are the uh you know the cool stories about where things come from because a lot of it just comes from something popped in your head and you're like that's it you know what i'm saying and and then you stick with that so that's very very cool so uh what are some what are some things that that you're doing on social to try to to try to be different to try to build your brand different i, I know you're on uh instagram lives a lot you're doing a lot of lives you're doing story posts and are you married to a specific platform because i do see you on instagram what are your thoughts on other social platforms like linkedin like TikTok, like twitter facebook you know what are your thoughts on those other platforms great questions um social media and marketing to me is everything in a lot of ways so and not that my you know social media page is crazy action yet because it doesn't it's getting there um we're building it every day and that's it's been a gradual growth every single day but to answer your first question as far as social media i'm really 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 using instagram i would say the most for my podcast um but we also upload the videos obviously to youtube um, so YouTube is a big presence for me, but not, not that that's necessarily social media, but YouTube is a big presence for my podcast as well. We, we do really well on that. We just hit like our 1100 subscribers, which whatever, it's not a whole lot, but we're, we're gaining traction. We're, we're over the thousand mark now. So we're getting traction there. Um, but as far as Twitter and Facebook, we're on Facebook a little bit. Um, Twitter, not yet. I know I need to handle my social media better outside of Instagram, but I feel like Instagram is like, we're the, we're the, for, for what I'm doing. I feel like that's where I'm getting, like, I feel like that's where all the traction's at. And that's why I've been pounding Instagram. And I feel like it's out of all the social media, you know, apps, I feel like that's the best one, especially for what we're doing, just because of the lives. And, um, you know, you get to see everybody has an Instagram. Um, and then like with Twitter, you just can't upload pictures every second or go on stories or, so I just feel like for what we're doing, Instagram's the best, but I do think I need to get myself on every platform. I feel like we should be everywhere. Um, so that's something I'm actually actively working on along with a website and, and all of that. So we're going to go all in, um, but I definitely need to have a better presence outside of Instagram for sure. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And, and I think you're right. You know, any of these platforms can disappear at any time. Literally, like we could wake up tomorrow and Very Facebook's gone. We could wake up the next day. And, you know what I'm saying? Instagram is part of Facebook. That would be gone. Right. So, so if you're only putting your eggs into one basket, like you said, if you're not distributing and, and showing up in different places, um, you know, it's, it's not the best thing. But I think what you did was smart. It's let's let's focus and build this up. Right. Let's get this platform up. Now that you've got some traction when you start to see exponential growth, right? Your following has a steady line of increase. Now you can put a little bit of time over here. You can put a little bit of time into this place as well, you know, and, and my Instagram, you know, I've been working on building mine up. My biggest brand is on LinkedIn. Um, really? Okay. It's a platform that I have a page for my podcast and then I have my personal page, but 
you know, in 15 months, I was able to scale from 7,000 to 57,000 followers, That's you know? Crazy. So, uh, but again, I, I did what you did. I put my eggs into that basket. I created content at scale, you know, made sure that I was trying to reach my intended audience. I engage with my audience and you start to build up the network. You start to build up a, a fan base of people. And so now I've started to shift to Instagram. That's why you start to see me show up more is now I have the ability to start shifting because it's sustainable on this side. You so know? I feel like for my niche, you know, and again, I'll interview really anybody that has a great story. You know, yep. I'm really, I am picky about who I interview. Um, I'm not gonna just interview everybody, but I, I, I will interview somebody that has a really unique, cool story or is involved in something, you know, really good. But I'd say the main thing for me is I'm really, really trying to get in that entertainment field. Music is everything for me. And I feel like with Instagram, especially like the fact that you can share people's music right on their stories and just mm -hmm. different, I think these artists are just, a lot of them obviously are really Instagram one. I feel like Instagram's one for what we're doing, Yep. but you wanna have your hands in everything. And LinkedIn's obviously a really good platform. I, you know, I've heard a lot of great things about it, so. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, and again, you, you just got to be testing, man. You got to check it out. You got to, you got to figure out how do I, how do I use this platform? Right. Because of course, when you shift from an Instagram to a LinkedIn, it looks like a different language, right? Yeah. You, you have to start to understand the lingo. So I think for me, like, you know, just mainly I was talking to, this is another thing. I network with so many different people on Instagram. I'm telling you 80% of my interviews have come from Instagram. Literally. So like 80% of the people I've met, the amazing people I've met here, long life, lifelong friends now, met them on Instagram. And that is what I think is incredible. But guys like Rick Ross, who has 11 million followers on Instagram, I connected with him on Instagram. And that's incredible. And you know, I was sponsored by Bang Energy for like four months. And, um, great company and I appreciate everything that they've done, you know, for me in the, in the jump, you know, starting the podcast off, getting me like a sponsorship opportunity, all that. But at the same point, like you got to do what's best for you and what's best for, you know, your brand or what you're looking to do. And, um, when I heard that I have an opportunity to work with, you know, Bel Air, I jumped on it. Not that Bang is a bad company or anything like that, but for what my niche was and what I'm trying to do, and then when you have guys like Rick Ross in your DMs telling you what to do, it changes, it changed my, that changed my perspective. So a simple conversation on Instagram with Rick Ross, you know, through DMs telling me what to do, it literally changed everything for me. And that happened about a week or about 10 days ago. He told me, he's like, put a flyer up, announce, you know, what you're doing, da 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 da, -da um, tag me in it did that and then he commented it he's like i'm gonna get back to you he commented it like two three days later i was silent for two or three days he commented it welcome to the family um it's on my page right now so like commented it welcome to the family he's been sharing my stuff whatever to me it's like okay when you have a guy like that who's reached the level of success he has who's done numerous songs with my idol drake um dude i'm on it and i'm gonna do everything the dude tells me to do and um who knows where that's going to take me and people are like well oh you know you're, you're kissing rick ross's ass no it's nothing like that it's about opportunity and when an opportunity gets put in front of me like that um i'm gonna go with it until you can't go anymore and that's kind of where i'm at right now like literally right now especially with you know social media it's all happened through social media
Yep. Yeah, no, and that's a good lesson for people that, um, you know, it's okay to, to try to spark up a conversation in the DMs. Do it. But, but, but here's the thing. Um, it's got to be... It's got to be from a, a position of value and not like taking, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like when you reach out to someone, it's, Hey, I, I really enjoy what you're doing. I appreciate your content. You know, I've engaged with your content. You know what I'm saying? So there's, oh, there has to be some type of relationship that's built. Exactly. There's got to be some type of value that you're going to add, you know, to the other person. You know that uh, on because the if, you're, if you're not doing it that way, then it's transactional. And you sound like the, the guy, brother, that you don't want transactional relationships. You're building something sustainable for the long term. And you can't do that by, by jumping in and just trying to beg people for stuff. That's exactly what he gets all the time in his DMs. Um, I told him, I'm going to work blood, sweat, and tears. And like you just said, how can you not want to work with me? And again, I'm saying that in the most humble way possible. How could a brand not want to work with me? I think that's crazy if you don't want to work with me. And let me say why. Here I am bringing in big time NFL players, big time recording artists, big time producers, big time doctors. And I know who I'm about to announce in the next few days, but at the same thing, how can you not want your product in a studio with these people in the studio, with a photographer there, with a videographer there, with these videos going on YouTube, with the product being on YouTube. And then of course I'm always offering the product you know, to um, when I was sponsored by Bang, I was always opening up Bangs. We're drinking Bangs in the studio. I'm having Bang and their branding all over the studio. How can you not want that for your company? Um, especially doing with what I do, and that was my pitch to the boss, and uh, and 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 he was all over it. And now it's just kind of like, okay, the sky's the limit. Now really put in that work. You know, anybody can talk, and now I got to get my interviews in check, and I got to put my work in because. You know, like I said from the beginning, my goal is to have an opportunity. My goal is to get a call from somebody and say, hey, we want to pay you this. Like, this is a blast. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, if I want to make this my my livelihood, and if I want to say, okay, I want to take this and run off with it, I got to get paid. And that's where I'm at. I got to get paid from this eventually. So if I don't want to make it a hobby, let's put it that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's my, well, you know, everybody has different goals. Some people might be doing this for, you know, just to have fun and, and get out there and meet people. Um, one thing about me, when I start something, I'm literally going to go all in and I'm either going to fail or I'm not. And if you fail, truly that's okay. Because I probably started 50 things in my life and I swear only two of them have been successful. And that's okay. I'm cool with that because I'm still successful right now. I still have a business during all this crap. It's down right now a lot, but I still have a business. Um, and like I said, I failed at numerous different things, but the two things that I didn't pay my bills, keep me in a nice place and I'm living comfortably. And, and I think that's the main message that I really want to tell everybody is yo, Dude, I've been that dude. I've been broke. Okay. I've been down to literally not eating that night, like straight up. Like I've been through the grind of it all. I've been broke. Maybe, maybe I've been broke because some of my spending issues haven't been the best. Maybe I didn't budget myself correctly or made stupid decisions when I was younger. But 
the one thing I'll always say is like to go, if you have something you really want to do, I, I truly believe this. This is something I truly believe. If you want something, you can get it. Now, maybe you can't be an NBA basketball player if you're 5'10", like myself, you know, and you're not, you don't, but if you want something out of like a physical, you know, if you can't get, you get where I'm going with it. If you can't physically get it, but you can get it mentally, anybody can get anything they want. If you want something, you can get it, period. That's it. Just like right now, if I wanted Drake on my podcast, I could get that. I could get that right now. If I wanted Drake and I wanted to interview Drake, I could get that. But it's not gonna just be me saying right now I can get it. I'm gonna literally have to dedicate myself for the next two weeks to getting Drake on my show. Meaning all I do is figure out a way to get Drake on my show. But I promise you after that two weeks, I would have Drake on my show. That's my mentality. Where if I put a task to myself and I say I have to do it, I'm gonna do it. And that's, that's, that's I feel like what separates me from different people. That's good, yeah. I mean, that's a great mindset to have, right? You gotta have the mindset that you're going to succeed, right? You want to put, have to have that positive mental attitude because that's gonna help you when you take action. You know, because listen, if you're trying to sell something and you go into it uh, with an attitude that you're not gonna sell it, you're never gonna sell it, right? Exactly. And so, if you're going to something with the attitude that it's already finished, it's already done, then the chance of you being successful are a lot higher. Exactly, and that's the whole thing. It's like, yo, if you really want something, I truly believe it. Everybody always says that, but I, I really believe it. You know, everybody says, if you want to get it, get it's a true statement. Maybe there's a few things in life you can't get, you know, truly, unless you have the ability to do it. But everything else, you can get that job. You can you you can go you can get that girlfriend if you want. You can get in good shape if you want. Everything in life is about choices, and um, hopefully, people make the right choices, and that's. That's kind of what I've learned from life. And I haven't made the right choices in a, in a lot of different areas in life. But I feel like now that's where I'm gear, you know, gearing towards now is you know, trying to make the right choices, trying to network with the right people, linking up with people like you. And um, that's kind of where I'm at right now in life at least. Sure. That's good, man. No, that, that's awesome. So let's, let's talk hobbies for a second outside of the show. I know it's your sport, but you, you have to you know, do some other things outside of the podcast. So, so what are you into, man? Do you, do you play any sports and basketball, like, you know, rec stuff out at the park or at the gym? You, you lift weights. What, what type of things are you into? I know you're in Arizona, lots of, lots of golf courses, stuff like that. So, uh, what, so what do you like to get into in your, in your downtime for that release, you know? need that. Um, it's crazy. I used to play a lot of golf in Chicago and Illinois you know, way back in the day as a kid. I haven't played one round since I've lived here in five years, and I need to. All my friends play out here. This is golfer's paradise in Arizona. TPC is right and by golfing, my golfing, brother, is all about networking, man. Yes, I, I know you're into networking. I need to. So you're, missing, you're, you're missing out on all of those opportunities, brother. Yeah, I know. I know. Trust me. All my friends golf out here and business people golf out here. I need to get into it again. Um, it's something I'm going to get into. Like I said, the problem with me is this, though. Like I just said earlier. If I get into something, I'm literally gonna go into it. I'm gonna be playing all the time. So I, have, this is just my personality, dude. When I start something, I'm into it, and that's it. Um, I'll wind up playing like I'll be at the driving range every day. So that's just, I'm gonna get into it because, I, like I said, I live right by TPC. Um, all my friends play out here, so it's not a hobby I'm into right now. I definitely um, work out five days a week. It's a huge stress reliever for me. I work out at Lifetime in Scottsdale. 
Uh, they're actually closed right now because of everything that's going on. You know, Arizona is one of the, the hardest hit states right now with the pandemic. We're in a mask everywhere we go. I think everybody really is, but uh, hopefully that gym will open back up soon. Right now, I'm kind of just training at this private gym that no one really goes to, um, kind of on the low, just to get a workout in. No one's really there, but I got to get some kind of, you know, physical activity in besides being outside. But um, being in Arizona, hiking is a huge thing out here. Not right now, because it's 120 degrees, but the hiking trials are fantastic out here. Um, I love going to Sedona. Sedona is a beautiful place in Arizona. It's a really peaceful place. I always I've been there, man. It's it's awesome. Have you gone hiking up that way? Or? I've, yeah, I've been hiking in Sedona. It's it's amazing. Dude, whenever I'm there, I just feel like I'm in tune with Earth, and um, it's a, it just gives me a really surreal feeling that I only get it when I'm there, and I can't even explain it. It's just a very it is, like it is the if I remember correctly the spiritual vortex of the northern hemisphere. Guess right, exactly that's that's you, what they that's what they call Sedona. Yeah, it it, it is it it's there's just something it's almost like you if there's some type of presence almost you know when you like literally entering and leaving you could feel a difference totally true dude and i feel so in tune with myself when i'm there and i feel like you're just far away from life and uh that's your time to just you know be in tune with your body be in tune with life whoever you're with have a great time with that person take some great pictures that's what it's about you know in arizona is getting out there getting on the trials you know going hiking with your buddies, whatever. Like you said, the golf out here is incredible, but I'm, I'm really a laid back person. Um, I love sports. I love going to the football games. My grandparents have season tickets to the Cardinals. Um, unfortunately, you know, it doesn't seem like we're gonna be able to go to games this year, but they've had season tickets for the past 20 years. So I always would go to games with them. Um, that's a big hobby of mine, you know, make sure I go to a lot of the you know, sporting games, but right now that's kind of not happening. So I'd say really, I keep it simple right now. I'm keeping it my main business. Now after that, I would say the podcast, I guess is a hobby right now um, because I'm not making a lot of, I'm not making really money from it. So it's a hobby still. And then fitness, you know, I try to, I'm not eating great, but I'm working out good. So um, if I can get the diet right, we'll be there. But those are the main things I'm really focusing on right now, dude, is business, fitness, podcast. And uh, I'm a big lover of Las Vegas. So being in Arizona, I love going to Vegas, especially with the sports. You know, there's no sports now, but um, I love that aspect of it all. And uh, hopefully, you know, get back to some normalcy here. But it's kind of yeah, man. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully this will be uh, a thing of the past for everybody. Um, so let's give let's give the audience some places to reach you. Right? They're gonna they're gonna listen to this, and there's gonna be some folks that's that are inspired by your by your journey by your mission by your ability to shift and change your mind at the drop of a dime and not look back right because that's a strength man when you can when you can make those decisions and say i'm good with that i'm gonna go all in here right and then pivot again and say i'm good with that i'm gonna go all in here right it takes a lot of it takes a lot of uh self-awareness to be able to do that because some people get stuck doing the things that they don't really like and then they end up regretting it for years later Definitely. you know um so where, where can people uh, find you on social um and uh you know i know you got the website coming soon yeah. um and then uh you know what can people also um you know be looking out for in the next you know 30 days from you as well for sure um well obviously instagram maddie i show um with a y maddie i show um youtube right now you know the maddie i show or maddie i think it's maddie i show on youtube um you'll see all my videos we got like you know, 20, 20 something videos up there already, different interviews. 
And then um, my website, mattyishow.com, um, we already own the domain for it and everything. We just, I'm gonna be getting it off the, off the jump with that. I'm gonna have a ton of merch. Um, I'll throw this out there right now. I am working on doing Black Bottle Boys and Black Bottle Girls merch with the Matty Ice Show. So that's something I'm working on right now behind the scenes. Um, if that happens, I think that merch would sell out like crazy. Um, just kind of branding it with with Bel Air and um, Black Bottle Boys and Black Bottle Girls, their branding, I think their logo and everything and how I kind of presented it, I think really will do some, some good damage coming up in the future. Um, but I'm gonna be doing the merch. I have some interviews right now that I'm really trying to, to get. They're not easy ones. So I'm really, really working on that right now, but I think you're gonna be seeing a lot of just a ton of local local artists on my show, and then you're gonna be seeing a ton of talent too that all the way up. Um, so that's what you'll see coming up in the future. And uh, as far as my Instagram lives, I'm, I'm trying to I'm gonna do those a little bit less. Um, I was doing cash giveaways a lot on my live because people are like, why are you always giving out cash on your live, dude? And it's not much, like 10, 20 bucks here and there whenever I go live, but how I look at it is just I'm a big marketer, dude. So if I'm paying for engagement, why not take care of my own people that follow me um, and, and have them engage on my page more, you know? Cause not everybody's gonna like every single picture you put up or share everything you do, but if there's a reason to do it, they will, you know? And they'll still like it and comment and share it, but not every single thing, right? So if I'm announcing something or I'm promoting something, hey, I'm gonna do a little giveaway and um, go like this or share it. And that's been my kind of marketing thing, but we're gonna kind of take the cash away and do merch eventually and give merch giveaways and stuff like that. Um, but really you're gonna see just a, a ton of good interviews coming up and uh, some stuff with Bel Air. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And uh, hopefully you got some crazy stuff coming up too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, hey, I appreciate you um, taking the time to come on the show, share your story and your journey with people and everybody make sure you go follow the at Matty I show on Instagram, check out his YouTube and be on the lookout for some more amazing guests that he's going to have on the show uh, coming at us really soon. Thank you, man, bro. I really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you so much, bro. Later.